0: Welcome everyone to Ding Corners, a baseball podcast powered by Slab Stocks. I am Nate here with Jimbo.
1: What's up? We're hey. doing a uh, this is one of our first times we've done a late night podcast recording. So I'm curious to see if if the people can feel the energy. Because I know I'm more of like as I progress throughout the day, the more energy I get.
0: I like it. Well, it's only four o'clock where I'm at. Oh, okay. I'm basically afternoon here still.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah,
0: but you still got a couple,
1: at least two more Taco Bell runs left in the day for you.
0: Ooh, I had Qdoba already today. So (laughs) did you? (laughs) Yeah,
1: probably, probably
0: no, no uh, Taco Bell after Qdoba. That'd be wild. But I did have Taco Bell yesterday. We did not get around to grocery shopping.
1: I thought you said Taco (laughs) like you had it today because we're trying. You know, we're trying to get you know endorsed by or sponsored by them. But you just said they're competition, so now we got to talk about Taco Bell even more in the next episode. So
0: That's true. Well, Baja Blast, man, the best. Yeah, you're right. What else do you need to know? Um, (laughs) But we have a fun one today. So uh, we are going to give our picks. This is the last episode before the start of the season. The season starts next Thursday, Jimbo, if you can believe that. Let's go. Let's go. And we are going to give our rookie of the year picks. We're going to give our Cy Young picks. We're going to give our MVP picks. We're going to give our most improved player picks and our prospect of the year. And then maybe we will throw on uh, our World Series winner pick. Let's go. But that will be spur of the moment because I haven't put any thought into that.
1: Oh, I have. I have some thoughts.
0: Um. So, uh, let's let, without further ado, cause we're slightly on time country cause Jimbo does have a live stream later. Let's um, go. So let's get in going with this. And so we're going to start with the most improved. Cause I kinda, I kinda surprised Jimbo with this category, like right as we're starting. So we're going to go with most improved Jimbo. You did say you had one most improved player. Um, Picked already yeah. so why don't you say yours and then I'll say mine for the al and nL
1: yeah so for I'm only gonna have one and uh I wanted to bring them up anyways for the al uh Jared Kalenick, common name Kelnick, Kelnick. Fun fact Kelnick. yeah
0: Kelnick? I, heard, I heard him say it himself so okay
1: Kelnick I like yep. that see I, I'm I'm always weird about names because you never know how it's pronounced unless you hear the person that is their name how they say it uh you know Jao
0: Felix yeah it's actually Felix
1: that makes sense or,
0: or Felix or something like that instead of Felix. Felix Felix so so just a little fun aside there anyways yeah <laughs> uh, this is this will make it easy because that was my AL pick as oh, well oh
1: cool. and so this is a kid just r- real quick on my thoughts I don't have like any stats or anything but I just know sh- big like very high on him, uh very young, did very well. Got trade over from the Mets for uh uh Diaz back in the day, but had strikeout issues getting in when he got in the majors. I think he has the yips because every time they sent him back down, he did just fine and then there was weird things about contracts and all this and I feel like he got a little too in his head where mm-hmm. still pretty young is having a fantastic spring and I for spring trainings like that one, I don't really think about the the stats very much, but I think about the approach. His approach is way different, still young, still a great hitter. And I think he has a lot of potential to, to win that most improved player. Cause he has a very high ceiling and he's been underperforming. So that's why I picked him, but I'll let you, uh, your thoughts um, on. I completely
0: agree. 23 years old, obviously he's from Wisconsin. So I did choose a second AL. I chose a oh. pitcher and a position player for the sake of, uh, not being an absolute homer, Um, but he is from Wisconsin, so you know I can't ever quit Jared Kelnick. But that being said, he's only 23, and you hit the nail on the head. It's not just that he has good stats in spring training, which he does. Um, The quality of competition rated out as AAA that he's been facing, but still not many people face have a MLB competition their entire way through spring training. In fact, it would be impossible you'd get like three at-bats in spring training if that was the case. And so he's doing really well but it, what it is the approach it's him fouling off pitches that he used to strike out on it's him uh, you know taking pitches that he would use to swing you know swing at and stuff like that that is really like all right foul you know he might not make pure contact on one some of those pitches but he's fouling them off and biding time to be able to finally make pure contact and drive a baseball on a pitch that he can handle and that's a huge, huge, huge upgrade because not every, um, nearly every, really, really good MLB hitter, from what I've heard, can foul off pitches at, at will, yeah, and perfectly like, foul off pitches,
1: like your Brewers guy, um, uh, Kane, yeah, like that. He, do you hear what he said? He goes when he does BP, all he tries to do is foul the balls, ball yeah. off. When, it, when it's close,
0: and you don't you know you can't drive it, but you don't want to make contact into the field. You're just trying to foul it off. And so, like, you watch guys, and and the, you see, it's like, oh, man, this dude's really good. He has a lot of foul balls. Like, why is he, it's on purpose. And wow. so, that is a sign of um, progression to me. And, you know, he has four home runs on spring training. They've all been smack dab right down the middle, fastballs. So, like, I don't take much from that. But from the approach, I am pumped. Um, obviously, he has the defense and the speed and everything. Um, now it's just the approach, and we'll see what happens there.
1: I wonder if J-Rod emerging helped him out to take the spotlight off of him a little bit. Uh, well, spotlight off of him a ton, because he was supposed to be the J-Rod before the J-Rod. Uh, so I wonder if yeah. that, that continues to help him.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, that is an interesting – got to turn that furnace off one second – all right, furnace turned off. Let's uh, move on to my pitcher on, the, on this side, and I'm choosing UC Kikuchi. Now, you might say to yourself, Nathan, you're a fool. He's been terrible his entire career. Uh, there has been hope for him in the past. He's never, he's never capitalized on it, and I'll say, yes, you're right on all accords, but he has been pitching well in spring training. He's been pumping 95, 96 out there. And so for me, it's just like, I don't need him to be a star. I just need him to be better than what he, how terrible he was last year. And he had like a 5.92 ERA or something absolutely atrocious like that. If he can work his way into like a 4.3 or maybe a little bit lower, if, if things really pan out, definitely going to be one of your most improved players. So for me, kind of cheap, but Kikuchi uh, as that fifth, roster, uh, fifth uh, rotation spot in Toronto. That's there my choice. Um, and then real quick, NL for me, uh, I've got on the position player side, Jason Hayward. He had a and 61 wr. He's WRC. 35. I get it. But he had a 61 WRC plus last year as, as um, a, a hitter. That's terrible. And now he's going to a Dodgers team. He's really changed things up uh, this past in his swing. Um, he's like a completely different revamped guy and he played really well in Dodgers spring training and they're not going to 16 games. Um, well, he had been playing well in spring training. I guess he's not, he's not as well as what I imagined. 658 OPS. So maybe it's not as good as I had originally thought. I hadn't looked up his stats before choosing him because he had a 61 WRC plus. I'm still going to stick with it, even though it's probably stupid as can be. I should have looked at his stats uh, recently more than like three weeks ago. Um, <laughs> but a 61 WRC plus the Dodgers aren't going to put him in positions to like fail. So I'm kind of like Jason Hayward. It's, it's probably as stupid as it gets. Going <laughs> I like it. Um, and then on the pitching side, I've got Hunter green. So Hunter green last year, um, if you look at just his, his, uh, ERA, it's 4.44, right? Not, not great, but, but he was striking out 11.7 guys per nine innings, only giving up 7.4 hits. What was high was 1.7 home runs per nine and 3.4 walks. If he can just limit those home runs, one home run. Per nine innings, as opposed to almost two per nine, along with how many times did he work into an eighth inning with a no hitter, this or that, I think that this is the type of guy that could really break out. I'm not projecting him for a Cy Young award or anything like that, but if he can move from keep the strikeout numbers and move from a 4.44 ERA down to like a 3.9, 3.8, I'd be thrilled.
1: Yeah. Young guys like that, dude, especially he was out for like a year and a half for the he had Tommy John, didn't he? Uh, when he got shut down,
0: oh, um, uh, yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yeah, so, he did like, in 2019. He obviously didn't pitch in 2020. So that's a long, that's a long break,
1: yeah. Where like just a full year of pitching, and especially with like up in the majors, like getting that field too, I can only imagine how much that improved from last year at this time of where he was at going into a fresh season and dude, they got so many young, the Reds have so much young talent there that they're probably mm. going to have good defense to be honest with you. Hopefully. Yeah.
0: Um. So, yeah, that's my, that's my uh, other most improved pick. Not again, I'm not picking him to, I do think Hunter green has some Cy Young award potential in his future. Yeah. I'm not sure. projecting it for this year. I'm just projecting him for most improved.
1: That's All good. right, let's
0: let's let's move on to Rookie of the Year. Actually, no, let's move on to Cy Young. Rookie of the Year is a little bit more fun than Cy Young picks. Um, Jimbo, you give your AL, then I'll give my AL, then you give your NL, then I'll give
1: my NL. Cool. And just before we go into these, one thing that I like to do is not pick the number one obvious choice. I like to, unless it's like a, like you have to choose it, basically. I,
0: I, I also tried the same thing. The one thing I didn't, the one area I didn't do that, was essentially NL rookie. NL MVP.
1: Oh, me too. Yeah. Okay, cool. We're on the same page. I was trying to see if we could say it at the same time, you know, like one of those, you complete my sentences.
0: <laughs> if that starts happening, my wife is probably going to force us to quit That's this podcast.
1: podcast. Oh, ho, 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 I did it. Let's go. Anyways, we digress. Sayon <laughs> uh, AL. This is my dude. I've been I've I've been a fan of this kid uh, for a while now, and I he's got the swag. He's he's got the talent. Alex Manoa, for the Blue Jays, okay. like out that of West Virginia. I just feel like he's really been putting it together. I think uh, he's always had the talent, but I think he's learning how to pitch even more. I think he he was he was in the discussions for last last year, but I think he could get across that for a full healthy season. And that's the thing with Cy Young. You got to have, you basically got to be healthy the entire season, which is the toughest part. Yeah. In my
0: Um, I love that. I love that pick. I want slightly different. I like Alex Manoa has everything you want in a Cy Young orange. Yeah. Like everything the strikeouts, the command, the limiting hits, limiting walks. He's got everything. The one thing I worry about is playing in the AL East. So then I go and I look and I say, well, what divisions would I like? my guy to be playing in and the obvious easy answer is well i Based want him pitching time. in the al central
1: yeah
0: i do it um without a doubt i want my guy pitching in the al central i'm not going dylan cease again that'd be a coward's move um <laughs> i'm not going with uh um who's the royals pitcher that did really well last year that a lot of people are projecting to take a leap i can't Stainer? remember his name right now was it Singer? It might have been Singer.
1: Was it Singer? Yeah, he he's not up to that caliber, but for for most improved, he he's been like the the choice. Unless you're thinking Zach Greinke, they got no, no one.
0: No, it was it was Brady Singer. It's Brady Singer. Yeah, four, um, yeah three point two three ERA, only eight point eight K per nine, 153 innings. Not choosing him. Instead. I'm going to choose Joe Ryan for the
1: two-minute.
0: Ooh. So Joe Ryan, obviously he had a 3 um he had a 3.55 ERA in 147 innings last year. 147 innings, 151 strikeouts, so you know I like just that little baseline of having more strikeouts than innings pitched. Um he dropped his ERA by 0.5. Of course, he only pitched 26 innings the year before, but what I really like about him this upcoming year is that he showed flashes of being able to limit walks before. So I'm kind of hoping he limits, uh, you know, a little bit of walks this year. And then also I just saw that his changeup, he changed his changeup. So his previous changeup only had four inches difference between his fastball and his changeup and drop. He went to a split changeup and now it has a 10 inch difference in drop between his fastball and his changeup. That's going to get a lot more, you know, foul tips, swings and misses. Where you're going to get, he's going to get more strikeouts because of that thing. I just know it. And if he can continue on this path of um, incremental adjustments, better change up, more strikeouts, maybe limit walks a little bit. I think, and then adding innings. So we're at 100 and what I say 47 last year.
1: He had an um, injury bug
0: in the middle. That that was why his innings were down. Oh, he had dead dead arm. arm. So so if he can build that dead arm back up and say get up to 175 innings, um, I think I don't think he's actually going to win a Cy Young, but I think we could be pretty close, unexpectedly close.
1: Question: If you have his stats pulled up, I know at the end of the year he was getting drilled a lot because of his. He we were sitting at the sports book just chilling. Remember at the National and we were watching Mm -hmm. him face the Padres. And they let him in there, like they were trying to give him they were trying to eat innings, man. He was just getting rocked just because like you could tell his stuff was off. But the first half, dude, he looked like he was about to win rookie of the year last year in the first half. if I remember right.
0: So real quick, he gave up a 653 OPS in the first half, 676 in the second half by by month. We're talking four forty two ops, six ninety seven ops, June nine nineteen ops. That's when they shut him down. Then it's seven sixty
1: three, seven twenty nine, four fifty six. What was his ERA? Um, first
0: by month they don't give that to me. Gotcha.
1: I just remember him in the beginning of the year; he was dominant. But he was another oh, one of those. Uh, oh, they
0: do give it. Okay, first half two ninety nine ERA, second half four fourteen.
1: Boom. There it is.
0: But I imagine, I imagine a little bit of that, a little bit of that might have been luck because it wasn't like his numbers were atrocious, at least from an OPS standpoint, second half.
1: Yeah, he was man. I just remember that one game and they just left him in there because I think they just ran out of arms. Yep. And I remember sitting there, I'm like, dude, this is like one. That's like the toughest thing for pitchers when they gotta stay in there when their stuff is off. Just that, like, in one game, you could screw up all your stats. But I your, love that. Your entire,
0: your entire season stats could be messed up by one game.
1: Yeah, I love that pick though.
0: You can't you can't win a Cy Young based off of one good game, but you sure can lose it. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. Um. So yeah, Joe Ryan for me. Al, uh, your NL pick.
1: Yep. So I got two here. I'm going to cheat. It is what it is. Uh, Strider for the Braves, and I won't go too in depth on the why. they he's just yeah, filthy. that was. That was mine. Oh, okay. And then Zach Gallon.
0: Uh, that we... was going to be my other one. That's funny. No,
1: let's go. We're always on the Do we are completing each other's sentences?
0: Um. Well, you know, I couldn't choose. I didn't want to choose like a vet. Yeah, me either. I didn't want to choose somebody that's already won one, like Corbin Corbin Burns. Part of me oh. wanted to choose Brandon Woodruff to be a Homer because he was amazing. <laughs> I don't know if you ever looked at Brandon Woodruff's uh, stats. Okay, in the second half but he was absolutely filthy
1: dude you'll love this so i take care of one of my buddies fantasy baseball teams dynasty mm-hmm. league and three years ago is when i start i i drafted him uh, corbin burns woodruff freddie peralta before like that year that he came out it, yeah and then uh hater and then devin williams he goes Did you just pick the entire brewer's arms And i was like dude three years ago it was a steal but sorry uh
0: just real real quick on the brandon woodruff thing and the reason why i thought about doing it but then didn't want to be a homer which is why i ended up with spencer strider or zach gallon it's funny i looked at i looked at woodruff first and i said no i should choose somebody else and i looked at zach gallon i said i should probably really just choose spencer strider so that's what i settled on um but woodruff first half 393 era 66 innings second half 2.38 era 87 innings Gave up less than a walk and hit per um, uh, per game. A point, 0.977 whip in his 87 innings in the second half. And uh, only gave up a 613 OPS in the second half. Only gave up a 201 batting average in the second half. The dude was incredible. And he struck out 106 guys in those 87 innings in the second half. But yes. that They're would not. be the homer pick. So I'm with you on Spencer Strider.
1: There we go. Yeah, I think those two are fun. Uh, see, the thing with pitchers, man, it's all about there, you know, there could be 10 people that could win Cy Young, but it's all about if they can stay healthy in the entire season, which is almost harder than having great stats these days with how much they pitch, especially with the World Baseball Classic. More people it's are true. throwing, spring. Like, can I just say
0: real quick. Shame on Spencer Strider. Shame on Corbin Burns. Shame on Brandon Woodruff. Shame on
1: Aaron Nola. Team USA did not have good arms. Dude, I don't even want to get in. I've had this this talk with so many people, right? Now because, dude, the roster like they could have they probably could have done an entire no hitter for the tournament if they USA had the entire squad out. Yeah. It's like, um, just, but, but yeah, Spencer uh, Strider. We should
0: talk about him a little bit because last year yeah. he led the league in strikeouts per nine inning with 13.8 for guys that had a minimum of hundred innings pitched. Yeah. He hit a 2.67 player. ERA. 3.1 walks per nine, 5.9 hits per nine. Obviously he's got gigantic legs. He squats and squats and squats and squats. That gives him a ton of power. This seems like one of those guys that he's going to build off this past year. And people are going to be expecting it. So, like when it's your first year, I don't think anybody was ever going to give him Cy Young Award votes. No, you know, like Corbin Burns' first year, dominant. He was dominant. Corbin Burns in twenty twenty was as good as it gets. They weren't giving him Cy Young yeah. until until he did it again, which he did, and then he got he got the um, Cy Young in twenty twenty one, correct. I'm pretty sure I'm correct on that. Yeah, 2021. So 2020, he threw 59 innings to a 2.11 ERA in those 59 innings, 88 strikeouts. Then the next year, 167 innings, 234 strikeouts, and a Cy Young Award. So Spencer Strider was not getting it last year, but now you keep up what you did last year. This year, you could put up the exact same numbers.
1: You're probably winning Cy Young. You know what? The I don't best even need stat? improvement. What? Yeah. You know what? The best stat of the offseason was for him, though. He changed his number to 99. Wild thing. I mean, that's that alone secured him for my Cy Young pick. Huh. <laughs> I, I
0: like it. Uh,
1: there we go. All right, so
0: Cy Young done. We should probably move a little bit quicker because we got to be done here in like 14 minutes. Yep. So let's right. move on to rookie of the year picks. I believe our NL rookie of the year pick is probably the same. Yeah. And there's it's not three, really much competition Two, one Jordan. Walker. Right here. Not the same. I
1: told Jordan Walker. Oh, for the NL. Yeah. Dude. I don't think he's going to make it out. You think he's gonna make it out of the club? Uh, they're going to bring him up right away.
0: I do. Really? That's I do think they're going to start him right away.
1: Okay. If he starts the year opening day on the roster, he's my pick. If not, Corbin Garrow, I know, will make the roster. And an entire season, he's gonna put up nice numbers. But Jordan Walker, dude, like this kid's special, man. I remember talking about him last year at this time. And the improvement that he's made from last year to this year is like drastic.
0: Let's see. Uh have we
1: have we have we seen anything? I saw he was pretty he was pretty high up on the odds, but in my mind was like, dude, he's not going to be up there the entire time. Cause I feel like the Cardinals kind of, they protect their service time pretty well.
0: You think Mason? Yeah. But now with, now with the, you call a guy up right away and he places high on these different lists and does well. And you get draft picks. Now it's like, if you can call up Jordan Walker, he does really well. You can get like three picks for that. Yeah. That's significantly more valuable than one year of three pretty high picks. I'm pretty sure as well. I don't know what the Orioles pick is for Adley Rushman um, because they, I, I think it was Adley because they were going to call him up right away and then he got injured, but I still think they get a pick for him, but I could be, it might be Mariners and Julio that it was the Mariners and Julio. I think actually that get the pick. Um, I can't, don't, don't quote me on nobody quote me on that because I am, I have not looked this stuff up in a while. Um, but I do think you get probably three very high picks. I don't know if it's between like round two and round three or what it might be, but it's going to be something where if you get, I think you get them three years in a row or two years in a row. And again, it's been a while since I've seen these. So I could be really misquoting this um, or misremembering this, but those are valuable. And I think every team, if they are pretty sure that your, your dude is going to come up and hit really well right away, I think every team says I'd forego a year for for a chance at three different guys that I can get six years out of.
1: Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, dude, if he makes if yeah, if he's up early, he's definitely my my pick then. Cause dude, that kid, he's got it all, dude. He's got it all.
0: I mean, he he hit in spring training this year. He hit two ninety five with three oh seven on base and a five twenty five slugging as a twenty year old in his first taste of major league spring training. Yeah. Um, face the opponent quality of somewhat between, somewhere between AAA and AA, but we're talking about a guy who had yet to face above double a. So even destroying triple a type pitching is impressive.
1: Yeah. I hope he makes the club dude. that. would be great for cards. Make, it makes you'd be in a bunch of stuff. That'd be, that'd make things a lot of fun. Cause he's definitely a long-term player.
0: Um, and happy. Corbin Carroll, I assume I know why, just talented at a lot of things.
1: Yeah, we talk about him at Nausea, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Um, all right, A.L.? Hey, A.L., yeah, this one's more fun. Um Josh Jun for the oh, Texas for the Rangers. So he was ninth uh-huh. overall pick back in 19. Great college bat, Texas Tech. Had some injuries, but wherever this dude goes, like whenever this dude is actually playing – This dude can hit, and if he gets, if he's also on the team pretty early on within the season, he's gonna have protection in the lineup. He's gonna be hitting in a fun lineup, a very offensive lineup with Corey Seager and you know the whole squad over there. And I don't know, I just feel like offense alone. This dude, this dude can hit. I'm telling you, right? This dude is gonna be, this dude's gonna be fun for for a while, for a long time, as long as he can stay healthy.
0: Yeah, and twenty five years old, nice ripe age to be getting called up and playing. And of course, he would have been called up
1: earlier if he hadn't lost an entire season to injury. What two years ago? And then he got hurt again last year. Like he or remember last year the shoulder because he I think he was my pick last year. Was that last year that that happened? And then he tore his uh, labrum or something. And then he came halfway through the season, and then started crushing the ball again. Yeah, but he's gotten hurt multiple times. That's the issue. Like, but if he can say healthy dude this dude
0: we've been saying the same thing about Nick Sanzel and Eloy Jimenez for years oh uh, yeah but not
1: I've never been a Nick Sanzel. but Eloy absolutely yeah um for me I'm Oscar Colas Ooh, the White
0: Sox um I haven't seen if he's actually getting called up but I did hear that the White Sox were hanging banners of him outside the stadium that's a sign oh so that's a sign um And if you're picking a rookie of the years at the start of the year, you kind of got to pick somebody that's going to be up on the team, or at least you expect to be up on the team, which is Oscar Colas. Last year, he hit in high A, 845 OPS, double A, 928 OPS, triple A. Granted, only seven games, but triple A, 1069 OPS. So as he went higher, he got better uh, statistically. And um, I just would love to see him. In the outfield for the White Sox, add some youth to that team, uh, and see what they can. Not that they're not a young team, but they don't. They haven't had like young, impressive players in a few years. Luis Robert last one. Eloy's been injured. Jake Berger, Gavin Sheets, guys like that aren't don't really move the needle. Um, but you got Young Makata, you got Tim Anderson, you got all those guys. You've got a rotation fronted by Dylan Cease, and now. You go and you inject some youth and like Oscar Colas, Cuban uh, into that lineup, and uh, I don't know. I, I kind of I'm hoping for big things. So he's my he's my AL Rookie of the Year pick.
1: I like that, and he was like the number one overall international pick. What in like 2021 or something?
0: Oh, uh, he-
1: that I I, I do yeah. not. I remember he was a he was one of the top guys, but he was you know, older because he was coming out of Cuba. But, no, I like that pick a lot. He's going to be fun to watch. And I'm hopefully he doesn't do that well against my Tigers, but he probably will. So that's probably a great pick because he gets to hit against all yeah, my and guys. And that's the
0: other thing. He gets to fa- tee off against – well, the Tigers pitching should be healthy.
1: Yeah. And the Royals
0: pitching should be healthy. You know, it's kind of one of those things where if the pitching in the division is healthy
1: – Should they all bad. be healthy at the beginning of the season? Yeah, you would think. <laughs> you would hope. Um, all right, here. let's
0: move on to
1: MVP. Let's go. Um, let's go AL first. AL? Okay. Mm-hmm. If, if, this is only if Otani doesn't stay healthy. Um, I'm going Jordan. I think with the the, the shift switch, this dude's going to hit 300, 350 all season with like 45 bombs. I like it. We had similar thoughts,
0: but different players, same state. And my pick is Corey Seager. I like that. Um, a little bit out of left field, but he had 123 outs hit into the shift last year. The next Where'd closest you find what? Where did you find that? Is that on Fangraphs? It, it was no. It was, a, it was an article written on it. Oh. The next closest was like Josh Naylor at like 93.
1: Interesting.
0: So. Corey Seager was still a 119 OPS plus last year. Now you put him and he stayed healthy 151 games. He hadn't stayed healthy in years. If he can both stay healthy, play 151 games and not hit into the shift as much as he did last year. You know, are we going to get, are we going to get, 150 he put up a 943 and a 915 OPS in back-to-back years but of course there was limited playing time there can I get that but with 150 games plus his defense because then you're you're pretty stinking close to MVP caliber um and with the Rangers expecting to be good both young players coming up your guy Josh Jung and also the signings of like the Jacob deGrom um, they have high expectations and I think that's gonna feed into Corey Seager and so he's my he's my pick. I like that.
1: I, I, I like your you.
0: I like your yard on pick, but
1: uh I just had to go I had to go I had to go wider. <laughs> I like the uh the um that stat though you brought up because that if you're a fantasy baseball player, like if you like fantasy baseball, I dabble in it that's the stuff that I look for that people won't be like that people will be overlooking like hitting in the shift last year. And so with cards, so I need to find that article and, um, and find some of it. Josh Nadler is an interesting one too.
0: Yeah. Now we're not projecting that he's going to get 123 hits. A lot of those balls are still going to end up as outs just being hit to the second basement. Yeah. You know, but what
1: 25 percent if- of those back,
0: Yeah. What if 25 of those go through? It's huge. What if 25 of those end up as, or of those 25, what if six of them end up hitting a gap and going for a double or a triple?
1: Yeah. I like that thing. So I love this. Dude, I love this segment. I, I, that was such a blast last year. I love this. I like it. This is like bar talk. Like, I love it.
0: Um, Hey, there's nothing nothing better than giving picks before the season and then realizing how dumb you are by the end.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel you on that. Or for me last know. year, how how dumb my pick was like 30 seconds after I picked it. I picked Jake DeGrom, and he got season-ending injury two hours before I picked it.
0: <laughs> so funny. Uh, we better move on to NL here. Yeah, sorry, Jimbo, your NL pick.
1: Yeah, NL. So I I have two once again. Trey Turner. Obvious reasons, he's going to probably score 350 times this year. Um, and then Juan Soto, because he's got a contract looming over him, and I think he's going to prepare. It was I was going to pick Manny Machado until he signed. I think money mm-hmm. is a motivation. And with that lineup, he's going to be on base a bunch with Tatis yep. and Machado. It's going to be phenomenal. Now, is Juan Soto a free agent at the end of this year? No, he's yeah. got two, but he's okay. trying to get that extension.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which he will. There's yeah. no way. I refuse to believe for one second that they sign Manny Machado or they sign Xander Bogarts and let Juan Soto walk. But
1: maybe but was- maybe it's Soto that won't sign.
0: That's fair. That's fair. And you need to you want to make sure you have something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do like that pick though. Obviously I'm a big, I'm a big Juan Soto believer. And I think there's a massive bounce back coming. And while I don't think he needs the lineup protection because I think he is an amazing hitter, I do agree that it will help and he will have the best protection of his life. And that can only help things out.
1: I forgot Bogarts was there. That's just not even fair, to be honest. Yeah.
0: Like, I'm still a believer in if you're good enough, you don't need it. Like, if you're Juan Soto, you're just Juan Soto, you know? But if you have it, that's positive. Um, for me, also Trey Turner. I would not have picked Trey Turner a week ago, yeah, or two weeks ago. But we saw what he did in the World Baseball Classic, and then we saw what he did in his first game back in spring training with another home run. And it's like, well, how do you pick against him? Obviously, you know, he's feeling it. He gets to play in a tiny ballpark in Philadelphia. So it, it looks like it's going to be going well for him. But I also picked a different pick because that felt cheap. And my pick was Austin Riley. Um, oh. I,
1: like
0: I just think entering your his age 26 season, he's been getting better every single year. He's a great defender. He's uh, really good with the bat, high averages, has pop, has runs a decent walk rate. I think this is the year where he, like, puts it all together and sneaks into the uh, – MVP discussion and maybe potentially wins one.
1: The last two years, man, he he's he's been really good. Like he's He's been, he been he was worth six
0: point five wins above replacement last year, um, and now that he's getting super closer, entering his prime, it just it just it's like I don't want to pick somebody that's already won it. So then you got to go down the list, and it's like I don't know. You could do a lot worse than a guy who's played. 160 and and 159 games the last two years. He hit 303 367 531 and then 273 349 528 898 and 878 OPS. If he can pump that into the 900s with his good uh his great defense.
1: Yeah. So question for you. Um I saw Cunha was like two or three on the NL MVP list for odds, which I thought was very interesting because I thought that was pretty high. Uh, you know, still what you know, he did well last year baseball wise, but stat-wise. I was like, hmm, I don't know. Um, what's your thoughts on that? Cause I would pick Riley over Acuna as well, but the odd I, makers I'm thinking otherwise.
0: I mean, I think people are just obviously injuries have hampered him the last couple of years. Um I don't know. I don't think people are ready to quit Acuna and I'm not ready to quit Acuna. Oh. I just don't trust that he's going to stay healthy. Yeah. That, That's the issue. I think when Acuna is on the field, he's going to be excellent. Now he was on the field for 119 games, but again, he was coming back from major injury. Yeah. Um. So you give him a, he still ran a 114 OPS plus despite all that. So you give him, you give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Uh, because. Yeah, if you if were to come back and run a 990 OPS or a 987 OPS like he had the last two years, you, you take that. You take that all day long, and that probably will win you an MVP. But until he shows that he can stay healthy, I mean, we can't have him missing 40. He missed 43 games last year. Yeah. He missed half the season the year before that. Uh, in a 60-game season, he missed 14 games. Um. It's been three years since he hasn't missed a large percentage of a season.
1: Yeah. Man, I sold a lot of my Acuna off that the year that he got hurt because he was just he was phenomenal that year where I offloaded a lot of it. Mm-hmm. But man, I was just just now I was thinking, I was like, dude, if he got back to that that caliber, the the season that he was having before that knee injury, that was at the National, I think, in Chicago that happened. Dude, that dude was ready to put up some like. Crazy numbers, but I digress. World Series picks. Oh, wait, wait,
0: real quick, real quick. Prospect of the year. Oh, did you pick one?
1: Like, are we talking like a sleeper or like, yeah, yeah. Drunk? Not
0: like, not like I'm not looking for Jackson Churio or Ellie David Cruz.
1: Yes, okay, cool. Because those are, I get bored with those.
0: Go for yeah. it. Yeah, you're not okay. gonna,
1: I already. I already have mine in my mind. Okay,
0: So mine is Jude Fabian. Orioles heard some reports. He's put on some muscle this, this uh, spring training Um, prospect report, only a 35 hit, but 55 game power, 60 raw power, 60 speed, 60 field. If we can pump that raw power and game power, because he actually did put on muscle again, not guaranteed that he did just saw some reports um, that could pump up. And, uh, you know how the Orioles do with these high round picks, especially out of college. They've been knocking them out of the park left and right. And I so like you – you like that? Uh, you give me you give me a guy with a good eye at the plate. Um, might strike out a little bit too much, but he has a good eye at the plate. He's got power. He's got speed. He's got good defense. You add some power to him, and then you let the Orioles work with him and he gets to play in the lower minors, probably starting in high A and then going to double A, I'll take my chances.
1: I've actually heard a lot about that kid, and I, I like that pick. I Actually, I forgot to have him down on my list, so I got to put him back down on my list. But, put him okay, down there. I didn't pick someone um, ahead of time, but I have someone in my mind anyways because I told you about him last time. So, But I don't have like a write-up about him, um, but... I know I told you everything in the past, so you probably remember a lot more than I do. But Ignacio Alvarez, deep, deep, deep sleeper. And that's what we're trying to bring here at, at the Dean Corners are the deep sleepers, not the obvious picks that, you know, you can basically just Google top prospects and they'll put, put them, you know, they'll give you the, the top five list. I want someone deep sleeper two years, three years out. They can do well with cards or not. This kid can hit. He's on the Braves. There is – I need to go back. That's why I usually like to have a little ride-up, but I completely forgot. There was some scout at the Braves, high front – like someone pretty high up in the front office that found this kid specifically and was like, executive decision, I'm, we're taking this kid. Um, Juco only did, I think, one year of Juco, so he's still pretty young. Yeah, he played last year at 19. Yeah. This kid is interesting. And I'll let you go more in the, uh, the in-depth because I know you're good at that. I'm more of like the spaz.
0: I mean, only only a thirty-game sample size, but was not in in a ball. Right, we're talking JUCO, JUCO here in a ball, hitting two ninety four, four ninety three, seven or three seventy three, eight sixty six OPS. Like you get a guy who had nineteen walks to nine strikeouts in a ball, only fifteen games there, only fifteen <laughs> games in rookie ball, but still, he hasn't had the chance. He played JUCO baseball, dude. Yeah, like he and probably had to do his own Dominates. Yeah, I, I don't need to see anything else. He's got a little bit of pop in his bat. um In uh, 30 games, he had th- three doubles, two triples, and a home run. Like it's a, you know it's it's not it's not mind boggling pop, but if he is running 400 slugging percentages right now while also running 400 on base percentages, I take that all day. If he can grow into some more pop, even better. But the eye at the plate is clearly good. Um, I and, yeah, I mean, I, I give, me, give me a good eye at the plate and let me dream on everything else.
1: People want deep sleepers. That's usually the feedback we get from people. They're like, hey, give us the names that no one's thinking about. Obviously, they're going to be more risky because no one else is talking about them. But this is a kid that, for me, as as a baseball card collector, as a prospector, he's one of those kids that I look for. And I have another, I have like five or 10 more that I will bring up in later episodes. Don't worry. So you kind of like, oh no. I did. Yeah. Because we don't have time. Hey, but real. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Go, go, go.
1: No, you got already forgot. Uh,
0: real quick. What is one common theme between our two prospects outside of sleepers, so to speak? I don't really think you can call mine a sleeper since he was a. Comp round pick, but still.
1: Uh, common thing that they both got drafted in the MLB.
0: <laughs> yes. that Well, okay. Yeah. I did ask for a common thing. You gave me one. Um, <laughs> their organizations are spectacular at developing talent, exactly. yeah. specifically hitting talent. Uh, the go up and down the Orioles roster, you've got your Jordan Westbergs, your Kobe Mayos, and um, you, you're guys like that that, like, weren't big, big-time prospects. Lo- likewise, you go to the Braves, not only your Ronald Acuna's, but your Von Grisham's, your Michael Harris's, Austin and um, Austin Riley, thank you, and guys like that. And it's like, yeah, they're really good at developing, and I will always take a kid with some talent, some some sort of thing you can hang your hat on. They need that. In the case of Ignacio Alvarez, an amazing eye at the plate for somebody so young. Hang your hat on it. See what else happens. In the case of Jude Fabian, really good power or growing power. Speed and defense. Hang your hat on it and see what the organization can uh, train those guys to do.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And. Usually, with organizations that do well with developing, they're going to be surrounded around players that are also good mm-hmm. protection lineup. Hitting's contagious. I can, there's no scientific proven fact about that, but I'm not a doctor, but I can tell you hitting is contagious. How many times
0: like- do you see teams that are struggling one, two hits? Best, you know, they could have the best player on the field every single game, they end up with two to three hits for like a week straight and then all of a sudden a couple dudes get hits at the top of the lineup you score three runs in the first inning and all of a sudden you blow the doors off
1: 19 hits 14 runs just like that because not only does it help the confidence of your team but it also distracts the the you know the pitcher Mm -hmm. like oh i'm struggling so there's like two sides that i feel like not everyone always thinks about but yeah so that's my deep sleeper and uh that was fun because I didn't know I was that I was going to talk about him. I've been saving him until I see more. But you know what? I'm cool. I love giving deep sleepers out. It's fun. I like it. All right. 30 seconds. Uh-oh. World Series pick. World Series pick. Uh, NL side Cardinals, uh, AL side Toronto. Cardinals winning it because you don't like the Cardinals and we have to talk about good things about the Cardinals.
0: You're dead to me. <laughs> All right. We're ending there. Um, we're actually also ending the podcast. This, this was the last thing in corners ever. Uh, all right. See you guys. Bye. Just kidding. (laughs) I'll give my world series picks, even though Jimbo has betrayed me and I am going to find, need to find somebody to take the knife out of my back. Um, what's funny (laughs) is I actually also like Toronto. I've liked Toronto for the last couple of years. And I do think one of these years, they are going to put it together. The offense is just too good. The pitching is getting better. Um, you know, maybe a Nate Pearson can stay healthy for a season and slot in at the back end of that bullpen and just dominate guys. Uh, so, for me, you know, the rotation's pretty good. Maybe Jose Barrios can step it up a little bit. You see Kikuchi can step it up a little bit, and all of a sudden they can have a really good one through five. Um, the hitting is amazing. On the NL side, I would rather die than choose the Cardinals, and I will <laughs> not be choosing the Cardinals. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> But you were 100% honest about that too. Like, I could feel it the like the honesty. Out of, like, there was no sarcasm. Like, it, you were 100%, you would rather die than pick the I Cardinals. Would,
0: yeah. I would rather die. <laughs> the, the Cardinals, uh, apologies to the person that came in and, uh, and harassed me for the Cardinals. <laughs> Don't love That's the sad. Cardinals. Um, But for me, I don't think it's going to be the Mets too much, too much hoopla. I don't think it's going to be the Phillies again. Um, I don't think it's going to be the Dodgers. I, I honestly, I think I have to go with the Padres. I think there's just, they collected so much talent, more talent than I think I've ever seen on any other team ever.
1: It's literally an all-star game, like all-star team. And Hater can't, like, he's only going to get better. Like he had a rough, you know, he did well at the end of the, but like a, a decent hater makes that team, you know, way better than last year.
0: If, if, the- if hater is Brewers hater, that's an eight inning wow. game.
1: Yeah, it's not fair.
0: And you have that offense and you have the U Darvishes and the Joe Musgroves and guys like that. Not fair. And dude, yeah. they're probably going to trade for some too, halfway through. Like I wouldn't be shocked if they ended up with Corbin Burns.
1: Wow that would be just jackson merrill would you do would you do a jackson merrill i don't know who else they got on their squad prospect wise i
0: mean there's quite a few prospects left there that would be interesting but the problem with a corbin burns trade especially if it's one and a half years is you got to have you got to have a a good chunk of jackson merrill would be the would be the number one guy but you'd have to have another
1: yeah i just i can't top top of my head like they don't have like the James Woods or, you know, obviously all the the talent they gave away last year where I'm like, do they, would they even have enough to get a Corbin Burns?
0: I think they would. Um, If they gave up Ethan Salas. That's right. That's would. the
1: kid. Is that the catcher? If they,
0: yeah. If they gave up, I think Jackson Merrill and Ethan Salas would probably be too much. <laughs> I would be guessing. Um Really? I, well, just tough to say Ethan Salas was playing in, minor league spring training as a 16-year-old.
1: But, dude, do, don't you remember Castillo's trade last year? They got a haul back. Yeah,
0: that's true. That's true. I guess mm-hmm.
1: it depends on what
0: – the, the Castillo's trade is kind of hard to – he was the only top-flight pitcher out there available. It's going to happen again, though. So if Corbin Burns is the only top-flight pitcher available, yeah, then you have to give up, like, a Merrill and a Salas, and I'm sure they're probably also wanting a uh pitcher that they can develop as well.
1: Yeah.
0: So – but anyways, we digress, and we are one minute away from 5 o'clock when we were supposed to be doing this. So not for, for your sake, not not my sake. I'm good with it. But um, any last words, Jimbo?
1: Nope, that was fun, and I cannot wait for the season
0: to start. All right, I agree. Thursday is going to be amazing, and uh, we'll have to talk. Maybe we can do something on on Thursday for opening day. Let's do it. So. All right, everyone, thank you for listening to today's Ding and Corners, and we will talk to you guys next Friday. See you, everyone.